Welcome to the Unlock Podcast. My name is Phil Franks. And I'm Krista Franks. We're your hosts, co-founders of Allen Key, lifestyle designers, entrepreneurs, authors, and parents. Each week, we bring you real conversations and stories and in-depth interviews with inspirational people. We share meaningful strategies so that you can create and live your version of success starting now. This podcast is all about lifestyle design. It's about unlocking you and all of us. We're grateful you're here and eager to share the keys to the full life that awaits. Let's go, friend. Hi. Hello again. (laughs) Take two. (laughs) For those of you who know us know that we're we usually only take one take but today we're going to we're going to have two um but to get started on a topic that i've been thinking a lot about and talking a lot about for a while now is this idea of generational wisdom is greater than generational wealth however we had a great conversation today and i think that it shifted my perspective and i really appreciate that And the perspective shift has been that generational wisdom can be married with generational wealth. And that is the greatest gift, right? So, so often the the background of this is that so often we only talk about and hustle our lives away to create this idea of generational wealth. And it's something that, you know, over the the, the generations that for families, it's been very important to build a foundation for the family first from, you know, started from just like pure survival to then over time, you know, creating more and more of a foundation for the family to be able to stand on. And so generational wealth has been a topic for a very long time. And the one, the one issue I've always had with it is we, we so focus on and only talk about, and especially as we became parents, the conversation was always about, well, what do you want to do about generational wealth? Are you thinking about generational wealth? Are you are you planning about what kind of money you're going to leave behind for your children? But we were never talking about generational wisdom. What are you teaching them that's going to help them make decisions long term? Are you creating a strong value set? Are you living by an example that gives them a vision for what life can look like? Are you instilling quote unquote, the wisdom in you or in them that you've kind of acquired over your lifetime that was built on top of what your parents acquired during their lifetime and goes back and back and back. And so I think where I'm at now is that the two, especially as we think about our family and our children, and because we just got off our financial planning conversation with our wonderful team over at TSG Advisors, I think that that the two complement each other so nicely as you think about setting up the next generation for success. And I know that you and I have kind of gone back and forth on this over the years, and you've probably gotten slightly annoyed with how many times I've talked about it or brought it up. Um, But I know that today we had kind of a good conversation about it. And I'm interested, as you think about you know, in our situation and our, our boys and how we're setting them up, how does that resonate with you? What comes up for you? And I guess, how would you think about it or describe it? Yeah, I think I might still be in the camp of greater than personally. I mean, I think that, um, for me, it's really about 
and I've, I've used this word a lot. I've used the word programming a lot when we think about, and we have young children, three and one. Um, and so there's still a lot of like base program installation that's happening. You know, like how do you eat and not choke? How do you sleep on a schedule? How do you do all these things um, that are being installed so for survival? And then eventually you you get higher, right? Like Oren, our, our three-and-a-half-year-old, is now entering a phase of development and comprehension that allows him to like really begin to grasp topics that are likely a little bit more like wisdom-focused instead of survival-focused, like just base human stuff. There's Now there's these like higher components that he's just beginning to scrape the bottom of. Um, and... I, I really think it's 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 so important for us to think about that as as caregivers, as parents, if you're, you know, directly involved with the child's life or you're um indirectly involved in the child's life, like a mentor, big brother, big sister, whatever it might be, there's so many ways in which you can engage with, you know, a generation below you, two generations below you to give them something that's so powerful, right? Like and I, and how many stories have we heard? And, I, and I'm not going to say like one's right or one's wrong in any ways, but how many stories have we heard where young adults, you know, will get just given a large amount of money, right? And it's a trust fund or an unfortunate passing of a parent or a grandparent or whatever it might be. And they're just given this like large amount of money. But because there happens to be in these instances and in the stories that are usually surfaced in media and things like that, are are stories of decline, right? They're stories of the money ran out because they spent it irrationally because they didn't understand the concepts of money and wealth and like what it does or were trying to buy things because like there was a gap in like the relationship with the family member and they were trying to fill that gap and or, or they're buying things because like they thought it would then fill themselves up in a certain way. Um, and the, the money being one component, but then like the, the whole mental and emotional side to that too, like you're thrust into like now not having to worry about, you know, doing things. And now what do you do with yourself? Right. There's so, there's so many things that like money cannot buy. And uh, that idea of wealth being passed on to someone is important from a stability standpoint, even basic things. Like when we happen to pass away, like I don't want my children having to be burdened with like my burial ceremony or anything associated with my death or anything like that. I want them to just be like, let's go celebrate mom and dad's life. Like let's, let's pass them on to the next dimension and let's keep things rolling. But like, I like that's wealth transference, right? Like you're giving a, a sum of money for something that they then don't have to worry about. But I'm so in the camp of teaching these just like concepts of, what we've learned and what we have begun to install in our life for our children to have that wisdom growing up. So, you know, one that comes to mind for us, wellness, right? Like holistic wellness. You know, you said that story the other day about when Oren came out and I was and I was exercising in the garage or he's been out when you're exercising in the driveway. And we say that, right? We say, hey, like we're doing this because of our mission. Like our mission is to be healthy and well and able long into your life and long into the, the days that we have a relationship together. Like this is why we're doing this investment now. And he sees us doing this every day and Paxton sees us doing this every day. And it's installed then in, in our, in our actions. And then for them to see that, but then also through contextual 
sharing, right? Contextual transference of this knowledge, right? That they can then decide to turn into wisdom, like if they want to, but they're getting that transference of, you know, something that we feel is important for a healthy lifestyle. We're showing them contextually through our actions and also through our words. I'm glad you brought that up because as I was doing the introduction and then handed the the mic off to you, I realized that I I, I forgot to mention the, the the thing that triggered me to bring this up. And it was last week when Orn had woken up and I'm sharing it because it was a very intimate moment in my, in my memory and thinking about other parents who have these experiences. I, th- I think it's helpful to kind of hear it. Um, but he had woken up, you and I, it was a Wednesday morning. We had both gone in we were kind of like all snuggled up in his bed. And he asked you, well, why do you have your workout gear on? And you said, well, we're going to go do a workout. Bailey, our family care partner, she's here. You're, you're going to hang out with her today, but the first thing I'm going to do is a workout. And Oren said, oh, and he kind of like whined and complained because he wanted your time. And he wanted to do his normal, have a smoothie, have breakfast with dad. And he didn't necessarily want you to go do the workout. And I thought your response was so beautiful and just simply profound in the way you stated it. And it was so clear because we've talked about it so much and it's such a part of our life intentions and our annual intentions. But your response was simply, oh, I know, but you know, I really want to be able to play with you. And I really want to be able to play with you for a long time. Don't you want dad to be able to play with you? And he said, yeah. And And then you said, and so I have to do my workout so I can stay really strong and healthy and mobile. And it was just simply that. And I thought, wow, what a small little moment that is ingrained in you because you've talked so much about it and because you practice it and because we framed it up that way. But for his little mind starting at three years old, that's now ingrained in him to your point about wisdom, right? And then he goes and he sees us doing that. And then hopefully one day in in his adult life, he, you know, or in his life as he goes, he has a preference for wellness because, you know, health is the greatest wealth. As soon as that goes away, you have so much less, right? And I won't say you have nothing, but I will just say like that decline, you know, really impacts your life. And so I thought that was such a profound moment and also a very practical implementation of wisdom, wealth, and I'm sorry, health, and then the implementation of those workouts and then sharing that with your family, or if you're a leader, sharing that with your team or your partner or your family, you know, kind of like always living by that example. And I would say the exact same thing about what we did today with our financial planning. I think that the very coolest part about that experience that I hope we distill down to our children is that we've been able to guide all of our financial management system based on our shared strategic plan for life. So when we've engaged our financial planners, our accountants, our our bookkeeper, our now legal team, we've shared our strategic plan with them. And so as we go and we make decisions, we're not just making the decisions based on how they may traditionally guide someone to make a decision. We we use our plan and our intentions and our lifestyle and the wisdom we want to distill down within our family to get to guide the decisions we're making on a financial perspective. So a like really great example of that was they're telling us, oh, you need to put away this money for college. But in reflection for us, 
we don't necessarily believe in that in our in our plan and in our intentions is that we would love to invest in our children at that time in a way that you know maybe it's not a 501c3 or what is it 529 not a charity um or a nonprofit i should say but it it is a it's not kind of tucked away in one of those but rather we've set up a different fund that allows us to have more flexibility so that if Oren graduates and says, hey, I would like to actually try to start a business. We can go and use that money to do that. Or if he would like to go and try to do a sabbatical, we can we could support that. Um, so always just kind of going back to those life intentions and that wisdom that allows us to make decisions, not just based on financially, how much are you putting away or how much are you spending or how much are your, your children going to receive once you pass, but so much more about also coupled with what are they experiencing along the way? How are we guiding them? And what are they going to do with it when they have it after we do pass? Hi, friend. Have you ever had what feels like an absurd idea? Maybe you want to start a business or make a big career transition, change relationships, start a family, or maybe you want to have a baby, start a business, and travel the world all at the same time, like we did. Well, if that sounds like you, then I think you will love strategic planning for life. This intention-setting framework is specifically created to take that absurd idea and move it into reality, all while feeling great while you do it. So if that sounds interesting to you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to email krista at allenkey.co. Again, that's krista at allenkey.co. And we'll set up a one-on-one conversation with you, me, Bill, and we'll get to know you. We'll add you to the community. If nothing else, we'll sign you up for our weekly newsletter so that we can stay in touch. We hope to hear from you soon. Until then, cheers. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are rolling through my mind right now, so I'm going to try to go into them very systematically. So the first thing you said that I think is really awesome is that our our what I will call wisdom in our lifestyle right now, strategic planning for life and this process that we go through, they will soon become a part of that, right? Like they will soon join us when we go away and make it a part of their plan. Like when they're old enough, you know, in five, six, seven and on, Right. Like they're going to, they're going to start joining us and making contributions to this plan. And they're going to see the process over decades of their life. Right. They're going to be with mom and dad and be like, whoa, like we're literally setting intentions and planning our reality every single year. And we've done that since we were five years old. Right. Like that's going to be wisdom that they then take on in their life and hopefully then pass on to their family and their partner and their kids and stuff as they age. So I love that. Like, Wisdom is that, which takes me into my next point. I think that generational wisdom is only going to codify if wisdom is words and action. And so like for someone to say something and then not do it, that's never going to stick. But for someone to say something and then actually showcase it in in their day-to-day life through movement and motion, how how they attend life, that will codify it, right? Like when if Oren heard us say like, you got to eat healthy. And then we just ate crap all day. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, that synapse wouldn't fire in his brain, but it's going to, it's going to get so entrenched in his brain and Paxton's brain too. And anybody's brain, frankly, when they see those two things connect. 
And so I think if you want something to be installed in whomever you have, you know, the opportunity to help influence, you have to match word with action. And that's a big thing that we call out in our lifestyle is like, you've got to walk the walk if you talk the talk. So I think that's, that's really, really profound. I actually forgot the last point as I usually do, because I usually will get like too deep and then forget what I'm going to say after, after that. So you saved me from this one. <laughs> no, I just really appreciate the walk the walk, talk the talk, and how true that is. And that you, that wisdom isn't a philosophy that you just communicate and you talk about, but that you actually go and do. And we're not just talking about, like you said, who you have the ability to influence. We're not just talking about children. We're talking about anybody who you might have it, yeah, an influence on. So business leaders having an influence on your team. You know, it's not just about, and we all know this from managers and leaders, it's not just about giving them a paycheck and benefits and some ping pong tables. It's about, you know, being a leader that you can share as you grow and evolve and, and be an example for them. And I think one other point that I want to make sure we're clear on <laughs> is that we are not we're also very aware that Orrin and Paxton could very well be like, I choose none of this when they get older, right? They could be like going to the therapist at age 27 and saying, my mom and dad wholly messed me up because of their intention setting and planning. And by all means, that is never going to be our intention, but that could happen, right? And they could not subscribe to it and that's okay. But we're doing the best that we know now with what we have based on what we've gained from our wonderful families, our parents, our wise parents who we continue to learn from, we continue to ask questions about, to dig out of them the wisdom that they've gathered as they've continued on into their lives. And I think it's just very important to acknowledge that you still have to do you, right? You still have to take care of your life and do like for the working out. You're doing the working out for your life, for your health, for your longevity. And you do that on a consistent basis so that you can take care of yourself, not for the purposes of making sure that Oren and Paxton follow that, right? That they're kind of, it's a, that, that would be wonderful if they picked that up and they took that forward, but you do it because you do it. And because you know, and you do it in your way that's true to who you are and how you feel best and how, you know, you're, we're always talking about like making sure your energy is full. And so making sure that like you're living in that lifestyle and they're seeing that, that just like genuine interest in living that lifestyle and doing it that way. And then they also pick up that energy and see like, oh, I now have this, this lifestyle, this, this example through my father or my mother and how they did it. And I can choose to subscribe to that, but that doesn't necessarily that mean that they will. But the point in point was that codification of it, if that's a word, is so important. Yeah. And I do, I like that point a lot because like, I don't, for one second, want people to believe that like we're forcing our children to do these types of things, which is not the case at all. Um, we're just contextual firehouses, right? And that's how we've chosen to parent and how we've chosen to do it with other people in our lives, with our parents, with our, with our nieces and nephews, with people that we're friends with and acquaintances with. Like we love to share like our perspective and vantage point of the world and hopefully it lands and sticks and, um, people can take what they want from it or it's all of it or pieces of it. Um, it's frankly like the reason we even do this podcast, um, for that matter. But I think the other thing that I, I just remembered it as you were talking, so thanks for saving me, um, was the idea of 
the the mixture of the the word the words and then the the doing or the walking and the talking and other things that really stand out right like my thought about wisdom is not about like knowing any one thing right or knowing any particular skills it's about knowing yourself enough to be able to operate inside the form the world right and i've told you this before like one of my ultimate goals as a parent is to install wisdom that is being able to solve a problem when it comes to you and know that you can do it right to know that you are able and cap- able and capable and that you can solve any problem that comes your way like using that that mindset and that mechanism that we're going to be giving them as they grow to hopefully be able to achieve that in the future is wisdom that I want to pass on to them. So it's not always about like knowing something, right? Like knowing how deep the ocean is or knowing, you know, how tall something is or how strong something is, whatever it might be. It's for me, a lot of the times it's about like a way of thinking, like it's a way of 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 living your life in a way so like to use a very kind of boxy term like the growth mindset right to install that in them by us continuing to learn well into our 30s 40s 50s 60s that we're continuing to grow and learn from them from books from documentaries from talking to other people from our parents like all these people they see mom and dad not being this like fixed component in the world but they're seeing their parents change over time and so they know that change is okay and that change is imminent and that I've seen an example of how you embrace change and how I continue to grow and do that. So now I can do that for myself. Like that's wisdom. And that's what I want to transfer more than anything else is I want to transform, transform um, myself to be able to help them transform themselves over time. And for me, that's the the biggest wisdom that I could ever pass on and we could ever pass on to any generation. Yeah, you've really talked about the idea of kind of that inherent confidence that the that a wisdom to pass on in your lifetime is just to make sure that the boys and frankly, whomever we come across, they that we are a reflection mechanism for them that helps build their confidence in who they are and their potential and makes them believe in possibility and believe in themselves to be able to do whatever it is that comes up in their lives, that they can find a creative solution for it or they can change and evolve and everything you just said. And I think that inherent confidence is certainly something that we are constantly trying to come back to, right? And constantly reflect out to our children and then really anyone else who we're coming into contact with, especially the people we get to work with on a client basis. Um, But that's just like something that's kind of ingrained in us and that we want to ingrain in others. So, you know, I think this topic has been super exciting to start talking about. I am really interested to hear from our community what resonates, what what other maybe other uh, topics come out of this or questions come out of this because I think it's something that I'd love to have more conversation on. And so if you have anything that comes up, if you're listening and you're like, "Hey, you know, I just thought of this or you guys made me think of this." Let us know. We'd love to hear about it. And we love to continue the conversation um, if you if you have something that comes to mind. And Phil, I have to say, I think that your words are pretty on point today. And I appreciate that um, and just want to celebrate you for that. So thank you for sharing in this topic that I brought to the table and starting this dialogue with our community of listeners. I can't wait to talk more about it. Talk soon, guys.
Thank you for joining us this week on another episode of the Unlocked Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in today's episode and access more lifestyle design opportunities, you can visit owlandkey.co to learn more. Did you love this episode of the Unlocked Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's super appreciated and helps us continue to bring meaningful conversations and content to you every week. You can also find us on Instagram at owl underscore and underscore key on Facebook and on YouTube. We'd love to connect with you, so drop us a line at hello at alankey.co to share your thoughts on the show, topics you'd like us to cover, and recommend inspirational people you feel we should bring onto the show. Thanks for listening in, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Unlocked. Talk soon, my friends.